Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we did our second part of a Q&A, which was really fun. And I kind of have a confession because I know we talked about our favorite things at the end of the episode, and one of those was binge-worthy shows. And I just feel like I need to um, tell everyone, including Claire, that like in a week's time, I've binged three seasons of Survivor. Because it just got put on Netflix. I saw that. It came up as like an advertisement. So I feel like I need to switch one of my shows to Survivor because (laughs) I've been in like really deep. That's amazing. I remember when it was on like cable, when people yeah. like had cable TV. Um, I used to love watching it. I feel like I would get down the rabbit hole too, though, if I started. Yeah. Nick walked in the bedroom today and I was watching it and he was like, I thought you finished. And I was like, yeah, I started a new season. He was like, you're out of control. <laughs> Those shows though. And especially now, because we're not really doing anything else, like going yeah. anywhere. What else do we have to do? Exactly. That's awesome though. <laughs> So for today, we are really excited because we're going to share with you some of our top materials that we use in speech therapy um, and that we incorporate into our sessions. If you've been here for a while, um, you've probably listened to our episode, Let's Play. I want to say it was a few months back, Mm -hmm. um, maybe beginning of fall or something where we talked about our and your, you guys sent in a bunch of your favorite toys and we talked about some of our favorite toys and how we use them. So this kind of goes off of that, um, but it's moving past just the toys and diving deeper into actual speech therapy materials that we especially can use for maybe some older kids or just more specific to speech therapy. So I think we're going to dive right in. And I wanted to talk first, kind of going off of last week, I know we talked a bit about apraxia. Um, I wanted to give you guys my top two favorite apraxia um, things that I use or apraxia materials in therapy. And those are the Kaufman cards. There are two decks. There's deck one and deck two. Um, and it basically just goes from least hard, I guess, to hard. So, um, deck one starts with CV, VC, CVC, and then, um, CVC, just very easy transition between syllables. And it's really focusing on that syllable structure, but then deck two goes a little bit more into sounds. So there's K and G sounds in there. And then there's multiple syllable words. Um, so like three syllable words, and then there's even some R blends in there and just some harder sounds. Um, but it's really nice because if you, it can really transition beautifully. If you have a kid on your caseload with apraxia, that's all the way at the beginning of just CV. It really gives you a nice basis and the tabs are really nicely outlined where you can just go 
from the beginning of the deck to the very end of the deck. And that can be your plan for therapy for the next year. I don't know, however long you are seeing them, probably longer than that. Um, But it's a really, just really good, easy system and it's repetitive and you continue to use the same cards because again, you're wanting them to learn the motor plan, not just the word. Um, And I pair that with a toy usually because it is flashcards. So toys are good. And then going along with that, what I also use is Jenny Bajoram's speech sound cues. Um, And that's just like an itty bitty little deck and it has... Um, each sound is paired with a picture and it also has a name. So for example, the K is the coughing sound and it shows, I think it's a camel coughing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's your coughing sound and kids react really well to being told that instead of use your K sound, they react so much better, not just kids with apraxia, all our tick kids Mm -hmm. to use your coughing sound. But with apraxia, especially um, you can kind of differentiate sounds like, oh, that wasn't your coughing sound. That was your TikTok sound and get them to generalize those sounds based on the cues, either visual or verbal. Um, It's just a really fun way to practice the sounds too, especially if they're only practicing sounds at the isolated level it gives them a nice cue of what that sound sounds like. Those are next on my list for, so I always have like a running materials list, you know, Mm -hmm. when I like, oh, when I get money from the special ed department or my building and that's next on my list. And I'm really excited. Yeah, they're awesome. And the Kaufman cards too, aren't just for apraxia. Like you can use those with a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. If, especially if they're working on like syllable reduction, for example, there's a lot of really good multisyllabic words in there. I know that's always hard to come by. So for sure. So then the first thing that I had on my list and Claire, I'm looking at this list and I feel like we both put down like our top five or six, um, materials. And I feel like they're so well dispersed across all of the areas, you know, that we work with. So I'm really impressed by that. But the first thing that I wrote down, um, is a product from speech corner and they're called double dice books. And they also have double dice decks. And I actually heard about these or started using them, um, when I was doing my school placement for my internship in grad school. And basically Claire, have you used these before? I haven't. I was just going to say, I'm excited to hear about it. Cause I, yeah. Haven't. So it's this like plastic hexagon and there's a die inside and, um, they have a million different books and decks. So they have like language ones. They have ones just for WH questions. They have our tick ones for certain sounds. And basically you roll this like hex, big hexagon looking thing. And it, you end up with a symbol and a number and you have to match that up. And on the given worksheet, it tells you what to do, whether you're doing like drill or tick or answering questions or whatever the target is. I know they have social language ones too and inferencing. So I love those because my students, um, keep in mind, I'm, I'm at the elementary level. My students love those and they think they're so cool because there's like a different outcome almost every single time, which I think they really enjoy. And it's better than just like sitting there flipping and doing drill. And now I feel like there is also a time for that, um, especially for like RTI kids when you don't really have a lot of time and maybe you're just doing like five minute Arctic each day um, to try and kind of knock some of those sounds out. But I love those. So I would definitely check those out. They're from Speech Corner, which they have really cool stuff. And I think that's who sells the Bajoram cards. 
I'm pretty Maybe. sure. I was going to, I should have written down who sells all these for you yeah. guys. We'll, we'll make sure that we give you guys links so that it'll be easy. But I guarantee you, even if you Google that into mm-hmm. Google, you'll find, but um, there's so many different, I feel like speech corner, super duper. Those are like the big ones. Yeah, and then I sure. know there's a bunch of random ones. Um, the next one on my list is the focus on fluency kit, which has been everywhere that I've worked. Um, and I know I've worked like a lot, I've only worked like four places, but (laughs) it has been everywhere in every clinic that I've ever worked in. Um, and I'm so thankful for that because I don't know what I would do without it, especially for kids that I'm working with on fluency. Um, it definitely is, I would say like elementary school level. Um, but And it's also, it's also really good for giving you a plan of where to start with fluency because it has little drawers labeled. um, It starts with education and it has a great little magnet board that you put the pieces of the speech helpers on the man and you talk about your speech mechanism and all that. Um, And then it just has really great prompt cards. So using your stretchy speech, connecting the words, it has the visual of um, connecting the words and it starts at word level to phrase to sentence all on the same card so that they can practice doing it in multiple different, um, ways. So I just feel like I can't say enough good things about it. I use it all the time. Um, if you don't have that and you have fluency kids do yourself a favor and ask for it because it will save you so much searching. I feel like when I try and search for fluency activities, um, online, they're just really hard to come by. And this box, again, it has so much in it that you'll never not have something to do. So the only time I've used that actually was in grad school at the clinic. Yeah. And it was amazing. I know Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like fluency resources as a whole. And the only other one that I can think of, excuse me, is probably that turtle talk board game that's Mm -hmm. by super duper. But I think the focus on fluency kit is way more like extensive. Yes. Extensive and cohesive. Yeah. It has like the education piece and um, all of the other emotional pieces to it, not just practicing the strategies, which I love. And it comes with like a little booklet with worksheets and it's just everything you could ever need. It's awesome. Um, so the next thing that I have on my, excuse me, on my list is called the treasure trove. And it's also made by speech corner, um, that I was just talking about. And this is like my go-to, even if I don't use the cards, I use the actual game part of the treasure trove. So what it is, is that's, it's this tiny little treasure chest and inside there's a bunch of gold coins. There's a bunch of little jewels. There are two dice and then, the main set is auditory inferencing. So that's where um, all the cards are. And the auditory inferencing cards are, you know, it'll be a short paragraph and then a couple questions after. They also have a vocab like add-on pack and a social language one. But the best thing about the treasure trove game is the game itself. And my kids love it. So basically what you do is you take turns rolling the dice And based on the combination of symbols you get, you either get to steal gold coins from each other or you have to put them back or gems, et cetera. And then you see who has the most treasure at the end. And my kids love it. It's always like the most requested game. Um, And I wish there was a way to do it virtually because I've had my kids say, you know, can we play the treasure yeah. game? And I can't figure it out yet. Aww. Maybe I'll make like a digital version. 
Um, I'm sure I love that. I wonder if you look, I'm sure someone has yeah. like that can't, I'm sure people love that game enough where they've tried to like recreate it digitally. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So my game that that is similar, which I use with all of my kids is chipper chat. It's the yes. same thing. Like I know chipper chat has all these different they sell it in all different kinds of like language and Arctic and all of this, these different things. I just have like the basic, the mm-hmm. little game boards with the little magnet pieces and wands. Yeah. And I use it for everything, literally everything. It's the most open-ended reinforcement board you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, and those magic wands are literal magic wands. They yes. kids like can't figure out how it works because they don't really understand that magnet thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like a magic wand and it's fun. So I feel like I get a lot of engagement from kids with that. And I've same thing, Rachel, you can't really incorporate that on telepractice. And I've yeah. been sad about it. Cause that's one of my favorite things. Chipper chat is definitely a go-to. Yes. I was just in the building last week, um, working and in person with a student and we were doing chipper chat and the magic was like, born all over again because she oh, like forgot it's brand I know. new again it was so cute that is what I'm looking forward to when yeah. we start going back full-time like all of your old toys that your kids were sick of are mm-hmm. gonna be brand new because yeah. you haven't gotten to use them it'll be like starting a whole new thing again for sure and the other thing is I know Claire you mentioned there's a bunch of different versions of the chipper chat I was specifically using the wh1 mm. and um the nice thing about those is they give you like, I don't know, probably eight or 10 different picture scenes. And then in the booklet, when you flip to that picture scene, they have a whole column of who, what, where, when, why questions. And then they even have like, um, like inferencing questions and stuff like that. So I love that because it gives you a lot of prompts and it's like low prep, right? That's something that you can just easily. Exactly. So just do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one that I, that I have, that's one of my must haves that I carry with me and have all the time is action cards, because I feel like I always need them for something, Um, no matter what I'm working on. I just always need them. And when I was a CF, I did not have anything as most Mm. CFs don't. Um, and I remember looking at like the super duper, action cards and one I didn't love that they're like characters mm-hmm. and then the bigger packs that had real people are like so much money I know so I found this pack on Amazon and I'll link it for you guys I think it was like ten dollars and there's like 50 cards in there and it's just it's a bunch of real kids doing real things and they're cute and they're big too they're not mm-hmm. just like itty bitty flashcards they're big bulky flashcards um and I have used the heck out of them they are one of my favorite purchases that I ever made as a CF because I just use them so much. And, um, I think having any kind of action cards that you can find and afford are always good to have. Totally. I, I think we have the same pack because we mine are pretty do. big. Yeah. There does it come in like a red box. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I should have brought them up here so I could tell you the brand, but honestly, I think it's one of the first things if you search like action cards on Amazon, it's probably one of the first things that comes up. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I have on my list, and I know I touched on this in our books episode that we did like a while ago in the summer, but um, Usborne Books makes awesome stuff. We could probably do an entire episode just on how to use their stuff for speech and language, but they have 
a busy book series. So I specifically have the busy helicopter book. And the cool thing about this, especially for your younger students, is it's really engaging because it comes with this tiny little plastic helicopter that when you pull back and if you were to let it go, it goes on its own. But the book itself has like a indented track. So, you know, you pull it back, you set it down, and then the helicopter goes around the page and it has questions on it. And it's just really engaging because I so feel fun. like, yeah, for those students that kind of struggle maybe with like attention or just like willingness to participate, that makes a book engaging as opposed to like sit there and listen to me read it. Yeah. Um, so that's something I love using with my younger students. Wordless books are also awesome. I have... I think two from Usborne, which is fantastic. Um, one is kind of like a choose your own adventure situation where you can pick different paths and you create your own story. Um, and they also have a really awesome phonics reading set. So I have, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Oh, Flamingo Plays Bingo. And it's the cutest book ever. Like adorable illustrations, but it's really good for those students working on phonics and blending and decoding and stuff like that. So those are probably my top three things when it comes to books, because I feel like I use books a lot yeah. in therapy. Well, and that interactive book, like you said, the one that has whatever on a track. Yeah. Like helicopter. Um, I feel like I have a couple kids on my caseload right now that their parents have said they're not interested in books and they just like, don't know how to get that. They're like, I show them these books and I try. Mm -hmm. And if you're kids like that, you have to try something else to lead them to like a real book. Um, so having a toy in a book is awesome because yeah. hopefully they're wanting to be engaged somewhat in that. And that could be a really good opportunity to see if they like the book. I'm pretty sure they have like mm, four or five different kinds too, like Fun. maybe a car and a truck and it. Yeah. But I was going to say, I feel like I've seen a really car cute. one, Yeah, um, but I don't have any. So I'm definitely going to have to look into that. They also pro tip, they also sell replacement helicopters and replacement, oh, whatever, nice. if you were to ever lose it, because then the magic of the book is gone. right. So they <laughs> do sell those. Book. Yeah. <laughs> book with an empty track. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one I have on my list um, on my list is <clears throat> magnet talk kit. So that's that. Um, I actually had to look up the name because I didn't know the legit name for it. Yes. I've used it so many times. I don't even have like the carrying case for it or anything anymore. Um, it's essentially just a board that opens. So it's almost like a divider, like how a divider would look. And it's pretty big. Um, and the nice thing about that divider is that it also, if you, if you're not sliding the picture scenes in it, it's a dry erase board. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Um, and a magnet board. So I've done it with just like plain magnets if I'm not using the picture scenes, but it comes with a bunch of picture scenes that just slide right in there. And then it comes with different magnets of different situations. So like the grocery store or the park, it's amazing for following directions. So, um, that's, I feel like what I've used with it the most, or like teaching prepositions or yes. anything like receptive language wise, because they can physically put these magnets on the scene. Um, I'm, I know you could do it with expressive language as well, talking about the scene, but I feel like for following directions, that's something that's really hard to generate a lot of activities for. And this has so many different scenes. So you could continually do this in each of your sessions with your child that you're working on that goal for, and it would never get old because it's really fun. And it's really just like playing. 
So I went to put this on the list and, you know, I like briefly looked at your list and was like, oh, and I didn't know the name of it either. So I was like, I know it's made by Super Duper. So I went to Super Duper's website and I typed in like magnet board and yes. magnet easel. And I was just trying to find it. And then I found it and I was like, oh, Claire already put that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a go-to for sure. Definitely. And I feel like it can be used again in so many different ways, even if you don't use the picture scene, which is mm-hmm. I stuff like that. I love when things can be used in different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to think, um, target in their dollar section, like in the beginning of the year, when they have all of that cute school stuff, they usually have little packs of magnets too. So I know this oh, yeah. year they had like cute little letters, numbers, and then they had the alphabet and, but like the alphabet had pictures to go with it. So like on the A magnet, it said A with an apple and whatever. And I've even used those too, mm-hmm. um, because my kids love anything magnetic for whatever reason. I know going along with chipper chat, same thing. They just love it. And it's so, I think maybe because they don't have that kind of, those kind of toys as much Mm -hmm. at home. Like there's not as many toy based things with magnets, especially Mm -hmm. for little ones. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I had on my list, um, so super duper also makes this, it's the, um, jumbo Arctic book. I think it's called the Weber jumbo artic mm-hmm. book it's that big purple book that's giant like 400 book. Yes. pages or something <laughs> and i feel like if you have that or you have the decks of super duper cards mm-hmm. you're kind of set for, for life yes <laughs> so when i came into my placement i'm at the same uh school that i was that i did my cf at and when i came in i had zero materials zero nothing not a flashcard, not a book nothing oh my gosh i know and i went to my director of special ed and i was like listen i can do a lot with nothing however i need something for articulation or I need to use a lot of printing. And if you're okay with that, then you're okay with that. And anyways, long story short is she ended up getting me the, um, full set of our tick cards and the jumbo, our tick book. Cause I'm sure she was just like, let's give it to her. I feel bad. I don't know. But those are like my two go-tos. And the awesome thing about the jumbo, our tick book is first of all, I send those home for like speech homework yeah. all the time. The awesome part about that is they have word level, phrase level, sentence level. Um, So those are perfect for like worksheets. The cards you can like make into pretty much any game. And I know Claire, you're going to talk about fish and say, Mm -hmm. which I also love, but I've used the cards with that also by just putting a paper clip on them. Nice. And then, yeah. yeah. So that's so fun. Yeah. I, when I was in the schools, I took that jumbo Arctic book with me when I did, um, I don't know if everyone does this, but we did intervention mm-hmm. kids too. So like we had our IEP kids, but then kids that were like right borderline, mostly kindergartners with like mm-hmm. some really mild Arctic stuff. Um, but when I would go and do my Arctic rounds, I would just take the book so that I wasn't loading all of those yeah. picture cards because I tried to do that and I would spill them all over the floor or lose them. And I felt like the book itself is so nice, especially if you're moving from place to place because it's all in there. And again, like Rachel said, you can make copies of what you work on that day and send it home, which is great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the fish and say, I'll talk about that next. So that 
is from super duper as well. And I, I use it even for kids that aren't Arctic kids because they just think it's so fun. Mm -hmm. It comes with like a mat, like a pond mat and you put the fish down and you turn them over so that the magnet side shows and you have a little fishing pole and you go fishing. And then on the back of the fish or the magnet is whatever word they're working on and they come in lots of sets. So, mm-hmm. um, I've used them a lot for K's lately, but I know there's like S blends, there's every sound you could need. Mm-hmm. And again, I've used them for vocabulary kids too. So like catch the blue fish. Mm-hmm. And then they have to say, I see a clown or mm-hmm. whatever it is on yeah. the back of the fish. You can use it for expanding expression and expressive language stuff too. Um, it's just a really fun interactive thing, gets them out of the chair and Mm -hmm. you can be actually moving around, which is what I like about it. So I have, I just have the K, I think it's Mm -hmm. just K by itself. Um, fish insight. And then because I didn't want to get like every single sound, I just do like the paper clips on the cards for the other, which is so smart. I never even thought of that. I saw that on someone's Instagram because they're very like, so that's another Crafty. pro tip. Like yeah. don't buy, don't buy every single set, just buy one and then yeah. cycle through your flashcards with it. And the nice thing is, you know, sometimes you add up or you end up with those like awkward groups that you're like, well, this kid's our tick, but this right. kid's language, but you know, you both need to come at this time because it's just what works best. Right. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have the student who's doing our tick you know, pick up the fish, say their sound in whatever scenario, you have phrases or sentences or whatever. And then I'll have the other student run through EET with it Mm -hmm. or will answer questions about it or things like that. So I feel like that's a good way to tie those two together. Yeah, definitely. Um, The last thing that I had on my list was a game from learning resources that I actually just got this year and it's called Fox in a Box. And it's super cute. I wish I looked up the price. It's probably like $25, probably no more. Um, But it's this cute little game that's kind of geared toward um, prepositions as a whole, but there are tons of different uses that you could actually get out of it. But it comes with a cute little tree and a hat and a fox and different things and little cards to tell you where to put, you know, put the fox next to the box or put the fox in the tree or next to the tree. So I think that's an awesome um, activity or game for prepositions because that can kind of get boring too. Um, Prepositions are hard to teach also. That's like one of my least favorite things to teach. It's so, because it's such a hard concept Mm -hmm. and kids really have to see it. Like you have to do something. You can't just talk about something on paper. Like they really need a a dimensional thing that they can look at. The other thing that's hard with that too is, so while you're working on prepositions, you're always going to have ones that are synonyms. Yeah. So then we're thinking like beside is different than next to. Next to, right. (laughs) And you're like, no, no, like you do know it. Don't doubt yourself. So that's hard. I agree. (laughs) It's so hard. Yeah. That's, that's definitely not my favorite thing to talk about with kids. (laughs) It's hard. Um, The last thing that I have on my list is just something I use, I don't have a lot of kids with social needs on my caseload currently, but especially when I was in the school and I had junior high and high school social groups, I used my think sheets by Michelle Garcia winner all 
the time because this is another book that you can make copies of to send home. Um, I would make copies and just give it to each person in the group. It has everything from conversational skills to problem solving to um, situational things. So like um, somebody wants to go to a dance or this is the situation. Oh, you're having Thanksgiving dinner. What are some topics that you talk to family you've never seen before? Mm -hmm. Things like that, like situations that these kids might be in and a worksheet that guides you right through it. Um, like we said in our social episode a couple of weeks ago, kids that you're working with on social skills are usually pretty black and white thinkers. So to have that worksheet in front of them that lays it out and writes it out, I think is so helpful. And it takes a lot of the work out of it for you. Um, social language is hard and it's abstract and it's, it's really hard to come up with things to do for those activities. Mm -hmm. So, um, it lays it out really nicely for you and it just come, it's just a book and it has a lot of different activities. I love it. So after our social language, um, episode, when you talked a lot about the social thinking yeah. stuff and the think sheets and whatever, I went to my principal and I was like, okay, just hear me out. <laughs> I know we're going to get amendment money, you know, like crazy budget stuff. And we're a really high needs building. So we get a lot of money. And I was like, if there's money available, <laughs> I think it would be really helpful if we could purchase some of this stuff because my building has two speech therapists and two social workers. So which oh, service tons of children in the building. So it's not like just a me thing, right? It's a like, this could help a lot of, you know, we have three self-contained rooms and stuff like that. So I was like, I will price it out, <laughs> but I think we need some of this stuff. So Yay. I'm so hopeful. Hopefully that... super flex because for your, cause I yes. know you're in elementary. I feel like that program would be so good. Yeah. I was trying to explain it to her, like how all the, and she was like, just put it together and let me know. <laughs> It's just a fun activity. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was like spiraling down like speech land and she was like, was mm, okay. <laughs> well, I feel like if you're a CF and you walk into a position where you don't have a lot of materials or you have very limited materials and you take these and counting like mm, 10, 12 things mm -hmm. and you like slowly build your stash up, I feel like you'd be golden because Absolutely. all of these things are my go-to's you know, these are the things that you can like get therapy done with. And I feel like games and other yeah. things like that are kind of like a luxury at that point. But I feel like we came up with a really awesome list. And don't be afraid to, as a CF, ask for things because yeah. I know I kind of felt like that as a CF. Like I was afraid to ask for anything because you're new. You're mm -hmm. not only new to the job, you're new to being by yourself. So yeah. it's scary. And I remember I didn't find out till like November when I was in school that I even had a budget that I could spend. And I was like, what? Like, because I just didn't, cause I didn't ask. And yeah. that was my fault. And I get that it's a scary thing to talk about. Like you don't want to ask for money, but, um, you need these things to do your job. R like Rachel said, you can do a lot with nothing, yeah. but it's going to be better. Everything. Yeah. It's going to be so much better. And fun, more fun for the kid. The kids are going to want to come to you and it's going to make your life so much easier if you have these things. And usually whoever's in charge of that kind of stuff knows that mm -hmm. you need materials. So yeah. they're usually pretty open about it. So definitely don't be afraid to ask. And the other thing is don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. So yes. even if you ask and the answer is like, nope, sorry, there's no money because I'm just going to be real budgets are tight and I'm sure cuts are always coming and especially with everything going on, but to advocate for yourself, 
even if it's like, Hey, I need this $25 manual for whatever, or I need this book because it's really gonna, I just feel like advocating for yourself and getting what you need to do your job successfully is so important because if I didn't do that my first year, I wouldn't had gotten those, um, articulation cards and kind of started off my collection. Yeah, exactly. Because five years later, my collection is huge. Isn't that crazy? I remember thinking that too, as a CF, like I have nothing. And now when we, when we moved (laughs) to Virginia, I had, I kid you not, six of those giant mm-hmm. tubs from Costco. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know what I'm talking about, but yes. they're black with a the yellow black and yellow. Yes. They were filled to the brim, like exploding with therapy materials. Mm-hmm. Alex was like appalled. <laughs> like he was like, how do you even have this amount mm-hmm. of stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I just have accumulated everything. And you just do. And some things are gifted to you. Some things yeah. people will be like, oh, I feel like you could use this. I know I got a lot of that in my school yeah. um, place. When I was in the school, a lot of people would like teachers that retired and things like that. Same. I things from, which is great. Um, but garage sales are your best friend. Yes. I know that's not a big thing right now, but when it is, that's a great place to find stuff. There's also Facebook, um, pages specifically yeah. for like reselling materials. Rachel got me hooked on it. Yes. I am on the prowl for things <laughs> it's all so the time. It's amazing <laughs> though. I never knew about it until Rachel told me about it a few months ago. And I'm like, how have I lived without mm-hmm. this? Yeah. That's so funny. You said that about Alex. Cause Nick came in, um, before COVID. So I don't know, quite some time ago and, you know, like saw all of the materials and eventually I think in two years, our building is going to be renovated. So everything mm-hmm. has to come out. Oh boy. And it's kind of like get your, yeah. And Nick was like, so where do you think that's going to go? <laughs> and you're like, I have I no like, idea. Ha-ha. You might yeah. need a storage unit for your <laughs> yeah. therapy materials. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. All right, guys. Well, I feel like that wraps up this episode. Oh, also, if you think of your must-have materials, DM us and we will share them because you can never have too many things, clearly, as you hear us talking about that. Um, So we would love to share that. So as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, so make sure you give those a like and a follow. Don't forget to check out our website, which is letstalkaboutspeech.com, and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you like, review, and share us. We would love that. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And then Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast. Just let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Email us with questions, suggestions, or if you know someone that you think would be great on the podcast or you yourself wants to share some of your expertise, we love talking to you and learning from you. So please let us know. Thanks for listening. Bye.